Is feasible also reasonable? What are the limits for the use of bone graft substitutes? What about aesthetic requirements and compliance? Professor Frauke Miller has the answers. Frauke, it was interesting to learn about the aging patient and the need of gerodontology. Let's talk a bit about uh, implant therapy uh, for the elderly patient. Mm -hmm. um, I think dental implant therapy has shown to be quite predictable even for elderly patients. So age seems not to be a limiting factor. And, and is this correct? And if age is not a limiting factor, are there any limiting factors for implant therapy? Yes, they are. And it's a very important question. But first of all, thank you very much for putting the two together, the geriatric patient and the implant therapy, because I think basically too few patients have access to implant care. Elderly patients should just as younger patients benefit from modern dentistry and from the functional improvements that modern dentistry and implant dentistry can offer. And yes, uh, I think this is very important. In general, the age itself is not a limiting factor. We know that osteointegration can happen and will happen late in life. We know that the survival rates of implants in old age are very good, and we can have robust evidence that in a 10-year observation period, nine out of 10 implants will still be in place. So that is something that is very encouraging. But yes, there are limiting factors from a health point of view. The health point of view is either the disease itself and the side effects it has on the mouth, or it's the therapy. Like, for example, when you have cancer, the cancer itself is probably not a contraindication for implants. But when the cancer is treated with radiotherapy or chemotherapy, then you may have another indicator that may be limiting the indication and the possibilities of implant treatment. And in fact, there is one very particular contraindication, and that's an absolute contraindication to place implants. And that is when you the patient receives for the treatment of bone metastasis of cancer, the um, anti-resorptive therapy with bisphosphonates. So this is not the bisphosphonate you take for treating osteoporosis. This should not be a problem if you follow the protocols that the surgeons prescribe, but the anti-resorptive therapy aiming to treat bone metastasis from cancer, that is an absolute contraindication. Okay, so I do understand that age is uh, not limiting implant therapy, it's not limiting, but age does have another effect for implant dentistry. And that is what we call the, the paradoxon in geriatric dentistry, that with age, people become happier and more content and their, their subjective well-being is better than in younger age. And that leads to a phenomenon which we call the geriatric paradoxon. And this geriatric paradoxon means that there is a discrepancy between the treatment need and the treatment demand. So these elderly patients are often very modest. They are often happy and, and satisfied with a situation that we as a dentist, we consider as unsatisfying and this patient would in our eyes probably urgently need a treatment and an improvement of the oral section. And that they don't come up with a treatment demand. They're not asking for help and for treatment. And that is something, that attitude, that may in the end be also a limiting factor for the spreading of implant or for the acceptance of implant treatment in these elderly cohorts. Okay, interesting finding, didn't know that. But still the question about, let's say, the aging patient uh, who gets implant therapy, 
Is, is the risk for complications higher with ongoing aging or not? The risk is not higher. The survival rates are just the same as long as the patient is functionally independent. The risks come up when these patients are not able to basically perform oral hygiene themselves or if they don't manage the dentist themselves. And we have developed, therefore, a, a back-off strategy, we call it, and that is a strategy to accompany the patient during the functional decline and de-sophisticate the denture along with the functional decline. So when the patient is not able to clean a fixed reconstruction anymore, we change it for a removable denture, probably with bars or with stud attachments. And if these are too retentive and the, the manual dexterity doesn't allow managing this Overdenture, then probably we change the abutment for ball attachments for magnets. And at the end of the process is when the patient is really at the end of life and probably quite fragile. Then it may be just very sensible to take the abutments out and to fill in the female parts with a little bit of provisional reline and then prescribe the patient some denture adhesives because they may be happier with that situation. The worst thing is that the patient is not using the denture because the retentive mechanism is too complex for him to handle. So you must simplify the retention mechanism along with the decline of the patient. Frauke, implant therapy very often goes with the usage of biomaterials so when implant therapy is needed for the elderly patient, what about biomaterials? Is there a limit uh, using them uh, in the elderly patient or not? Mm, I don't think there is a limit, but we have today low diameter implants and short implants, which uh, often can be placed in anatomical situations which are considered challenging. And therefore, I don't think they are as often required in elderly patients as in younger patients, in particular because the forces, the strength of the implants is not the same because often the chewing forces are low and the retention forces are low. And therefore, I think the stress on the implant is less than in a strong adult person. Mm -hmm. When providing implant therapy, patient compliance is extremely important after the therapy itself. What is your experience? How is the compliance rate of elderly patients versus the younger patients? Are there differences? Um, elderly patients are lovely patients. Most of, <laughs> are, most of them are really extraordinary personalities who are very faithful to their dentists. They follow their dentists and they really have a very good compliance with them normally. But this is when they're still cognitively intact and, and still functioning. And uh, I think they couldn't, you couldn't dream of a better patient for a dental practice because they're in time. You can, they will accept most appointments. They love to pay immediately their bills. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they also believe still in the white coat. So that the doctor's opinion and the doctor's advice is taken very seriously. So from that point of view, they're very compliant patients. But there may come a point when actually they lose control because they have cognitive impairment. And uh, at that point, we really need to have a close monitor of these implants and we must not lose contact and let these patients alone somewhere in the nursing home. That's, I think, the worst scenario. And I think our professional ethics implies following these patients and making sure that they have access to care and access to monitoring and oral hygiene. I think that's important. It's not that they don't want to comply. It's that they may not be able to and they cannot comply because of their medical condition and about their functioning. Okay, I have a question related to the aesthetic expectations of the elderly patient. 
especially with regard to their teeth and dentures, of course. Do you see any differences of their aesthetic uh, expectations compared to the younger generation? And if yes, how would that impact your treatment concept? Well, aesthetics is, at any age, aesthetics is an issue. And we have done a hypothetical study where we asked patients who still had their natural teeth, if you needed a denture, um, would you like them to look normal, natural, and like the teeth you have now? Or would you like to take the opportunity to have bright white teeth that look very stereotyped? And we did that in a young cohort and an elderly cohort. And the results were amazingly similar. Two-thirds would like to have an individual, natural-looking, age-adequate appearance. And one-third in young and old patients says, well, if I can, I will have white teeth and they will be aligned like a string of pearls. And so they should, because aesthetics is one of the or function where the patient should have the last word. It's just that they need to be informed by the dentist that the string of pearls will obviously be recognized by every onlooker as an artificial dental arch. It's not plausible that these teeth have aged to the age of a patient. In the third episode, we talked to Professor Miller about age-appropriate design and manufacturing techniques for removable dentures. Stay tuned. <laughs>